0: with Dee, Dee Laprack, your daily short unfiltered show demystifying a dystopian city from the Tenderloin district in downtown San Francisco, California. It's San Francisco Dam. Hey everybody, this is your show for Monday, August 3rd, 2020, coming to you from the Tenderloin District in downtown San Francisco on the east side. It is one of those stereotypically beautiful San Francisco days where it is a blue, light blue sky. There is some wind, a nice temperature in the 60s. If you just came out here and you're walking around in a neighborhood not impacted by the junkie apocalypse, you'd be like, wow, because honest, San Francisco is a beautiful city, As I have analogized it though, it's like a plate of your best, most tasty, well-prepared organic dishes, your organic food, your favorite. You got this plate of delicious food. You're like, oh my goodness, I need to take a photo of that. And then there are roaches crawling over it. That is how I see San Francisco. So, I am thanking you for listening, so let me get to the point of today's. Short podcast. Um, here is the second hero of the junkie apocalypse. So let me break it on down what the junkie apocalypse is. I, I'm assuming you've never listened to this show before. We're up to almost a hundred short daily podcasts from the Tenderloin. I'm demystifying life here as a person who was not born with a penis. Is that how we have to describe ourselves as women? I wasn't born with a penis. Penis, I have a cervix, all this silly crap. Hey, listen, I'm a straight black woman. I'm a widow and I live in the Tenderloin. I'm not on government benefits. I'm not living in government housing. I have to say that. Sometimes when people think of black people in the Tenderloin, you think of people on welfare and stuff like that. That is not me. Anyway, the junkie apocalypse happened here in San Francisco. March 16th, that's when Mayor London Breed released the Kraken. She announced shelter-in-place, and she said, hey, anybody can shelter-in-place in San Francisco with a tent. When I heard that, my my blood ran cold. I got a sick feeling in my stomach. I knew the city would be overrun with junkies, and it is, especially my district, which has been used as San Francisco's primary Junkie containment area, especially the black junkie. So it's a black woman being surrounded by these uh, shelter-in-place black junkies. It's mid hell for me because they don't like me because I do not enable them. All right. So she released the junkie kraken, and it's been hell. And the junkies have explored San Francisco. They don't just stay in the Tenderloin because the mayor said, "Hey, you could do it in San Francisco." Didn't say stay in the Tenderloin. So they're giving other neighborhoods hell. <clears throat> I could uh run down the list really quick, but I want to make the point of who the second hero of the junkie apocalypse is, and I'll uh, let me pin that, and then I'll talk about the neighborhoods impacted. <clears throat> the first. Hero of the Junkie Apocalypse, of course, I've talked about them many times, It's UC Hastings College of Law. They are located in the despicable drug dealing and uh, junkie zone, two blocks from City Hall. I mean, San Francisco is a small city, y'all. 7 miles by 7 miles, the Tenderloin is 20 square blocks, 20,000 citizens, it's a diverse melting pot, working class people, immigrants, Asians, Hispanics, Whites, a lot of Whites do not claim living in the Tenderloin, and gee, I wonder why not, and Black people, it is not a Black district, although people in their mind think it is, it is not, so This law college sued the city of San Francisco for the deplorable conditions in this neighborhood because of the mayor's shelter-in-place junkie apocalypse. If you can believe it, this neighborhood had 500 tents full of the majority are misogynist criminal junkies. Okay, so this law college sued because they were being impacted by, you know, the junkies and the dealers. And they sued the city May 4th. The city settled June 11th what they promised to remove if you can believe this three hundred tents. Three hundred tenths like what kind of city hall does that to its citizens? What kind of mayor does that? Cold hearted. Anyway so that was the first hero of the junkie apocalypse. Saved so many people in the tenderloin so many people were living in completely hellish conditions, elderly, disabled, children, people were afraid to leave their houses for months because the mayor, London Breed, another black woman, when I say another, I'm black, she's black, she allowed these junkies to actually Put their tents right on the sidewalk. Like you come out of your door, their, your sidewalk is cluttered with tents full of junkies that are criminalizing your neighborhood, urinating wherever they want, defecating, although there are toilets for them. The city supplies toilets. City gives them free needles. They have social workers. They're getting, they're getting, um, all of the benefits and none of the responsibilities and they're not paying rent. So just totally disturbing the citizens lives, making life hell. And again, not just under the tenderloin, but this has been the primary junkie containment area. So you see, Hastings, I will forever be grateful for them for what they did. And the second hero of the junkie apocalypse is ABC Seven News investigative team of Dan Noyes, legendary news reporter, and his producer Ken Miguel. I facilitated. A new spot. I approached Dan's Dan's um Twitter. I gave him some pictures of Will Alley. It was slow going. I was just about to give up. I was getting annoyed. He's a busy guy, and I would say, Did you get these photos? And he's like, Yes, and the time will go by. I'm like, Are you still interested? He's like, Yeah, then then it happened. He didn't have to do that. And millions of people have seen the clip. It is still on ABC 7 News. Bay Area on their website. This happened last week. Today is the third. I'm getting my days mixed up. It was July 26th, 27th, 28th. One of those days interviewed me and my neighbor. My neighbor got famous because he shot a video trying to park on Willow. Willow is the most despicable alley in the Tenderloin. Why that wasn't cleaned under this um, UC Hastings lawsuit is that's perverse, why they didn't get the... Everybody knows Wall Alley is the worst alley in the Tenderloin. Anyway, so uh, my neighbor got famous because he shot a video trying to park, and it showed the squalid third world, open air, junkie shooting gallery, slum conditions, four blocks away from City Hall. Total embarrassment. But City Hall seems to be sadistic progressives. So they don't embarrass easy. I don't think shaming tactics work. However, it's still up on the ABC7 News website. They talk about COVID-19 and Tenderloin housing crisis. They're being politically correct. I understand they're a news team, but anyway, so I known Dan Noise for a long time as a newsman I met him once he was very personable he reminds me of my late husband my late husband was shorter but had a similar gravitas and my husband could be friendly and firm and I saw that with Dan when he was shooting the spot then the junkies were coming out acting wacky and he kind of shoot them off he said hey you know he raised his voice and he's tall so you know junkies are basic cowards but they are misogynist anyway Dan noise coming out to Willow Alley just helped transform everything it it put attention on something that's very squalid a civil rights violation uh, it has uh, influenced other news stations to do their similar clip it, it's made other citizens bold and now they are using their voices to advocate for themselves uh when we did the piece they showed me empathy, and emotional intelligence. I'm very touched, misty moments, even talking about it, because this is something that if my husband, the late great Richard Frack, if he was alive, he would have done that. I would have been off to the side, and he would have been the one on the news talking, so I just had to channel him and do what he would have done, which is the right thing. So what I want to say again is Dan Noise, ABC 7 News investigative team, they are heroes of the San Francisco junkie apocalypse because they advocated for us. They showed the world what's going on in Tenderloin. They showed the world how we have been failed by City Hall, the mayor, and the district supervisor. And I thank them from the top of my heart. From the top of my heart. Thank you. Yes. Very sincerely, thank you. I am um, am forever grateful for these kind souls at UC Hastings College of Law for their first legendary lawsuit advocating for businesses and citizens in the Tenderloin. And then, of course, ABC 7 News, the investigative team of Dan Noyes and Ken Miguel. And thanks for listening. I love you. Hey, guess what? I'm Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Damn. Please make sure to subscribe because, and again, I thank you for listening. And again, please do make sure to check out the San Francisco Dam Twitter page there. You get to see my San Francisco homies and you learn a lot more about this city. Keep it being good. Bye now.